stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of Those Spur in Darkness. I'm your host, the man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. This time around, we're taking a look at the Secret Slash Survivor multi-class cards. There are four of them. Professor William Webb Level 0, Professor William Webb Level 2, Ice Pick Level 1, and Ice Pick Level 3. There are spoilers for if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisperer in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or are good in one particular investigator get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the optional list of taboos or that are just bad for the game get a curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. Speaking of amazing members of the community, Chris is my middle name is the latest patron to embrace the darkness. Thank you very much, Chris, for your support. It is greatly appreciated. The support of patrons like Chris allow us to have giveaways here at the Whisperer in Darkness, and I'll be announcing a new one soon. Stay tuned. If you'd like to be amazing like Chris and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty for the amazing art that graces this channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that I've been using for the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the overlays as well as the intro. Thanks very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are back with our reviews of the player cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. We are on the multi-class cards. This time we're taking a look at Survivor and Seeker, or I should say Seeker and Survivor. We're going to start with Professor William Webb, Finder of Hidden Connections, three-cost asset that has an intellect skill icon, ally and miskatonic trait, uses three secrets as a response when you successfully investigate exhaust professor william webb and spend one secret instead of discovering a clue at your location either choose an item card in your discard pile and add it to your hand or discover a clue at a connecting location he has one health and two sanity and takes up an ally slot here we have an ally with sort of combines two effects that we have seen before the first being scavenging and the other being uh, in the know. There are plenty of ways to add extra secrets to this guy. I, the question for me is, do you opt for Professor William Webb without any sort of bonus, passive skill bonus? Is his ability good enough to, uh, to run on its own? I think so. Especially if you have items with double icons. Holy bananas, then it gets ridiculous, because then you can like pitch the item, successfully investigate pick the item back up that's woo man that's good times the thing about this card is that both effects are good you're gonna use both of them at some point you know like we were saying with pocket telescope being able to investigate connecting locations essentially saves you two move actions which is really nice especially yeah. in the decks that are gonna want to play this card you may play barricade you may not but you know, there's always going to be situations where you're not going to want to step into a location for maybe there's some nasty enters, you know, when you enter the location ability or 
you just need the actions to move elsewhere. And being able to use that effect of it is really nice. And then scavenging is already a card that people build decks around, and having copies three and four of scavenging is awesome. Yeah, one thing I've noticed about this is that unlike Pocket Telescope, you you investigate your own location, then you succeed, then you spend a secret, then you get the clue at the other location. It's pretty cool yeah. because you don't ever have, not only do you not have to step into the other location, but you use the shroud of the location you're on. And I think that's a really fun effect. That's, um, like we've seen, this is sort of like um, In the Know or Seeking Answers, both of which are cards like I enjoy because they let the seeker have a bit of control over the bad things that they um, that they face when they do their investigation. Also not notable is that unlike scavenging level zero, you don't have to succeed by two in order to um, spend your secret and get an item back. So if you're pitching a card like a card with two intellect icons, um, like lantern level two, I think it is the one, like the really good one. You can kind of use it to bring it back, and you don't have to succeed by two. So like you could be a two intellect survivor and still do the lantern thing in order to get clues because you, because you can scavenge without having to, having to over succeed. Mm -hmm. So this is pretty good. Like this guy's this guy's really good actually. The thing is, he doesn't give you a passive skill boost. So if you're just a straight up seeker. He's not Milan. Well, know. I think the difference between this and just something like Milan is that this rewards playing smart. Like you were yeah. saying, you can go yeah. to locations with two shroud, investigate a connecting location with four shroud. And that's yeah. in essence giving you a plus two, which is arguably better. And then, True. you know, while this doesn't give you plus one intellect for treachery cards or anything like that. You know, being able to recur items might give you extra skill icons. You know, extra cards yeah. is good. So, yeah, I quite yeah. like this card. Yeah, it's the issue I have with it is that it's the 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 getting the item is instead of discovering a clue, which I'm not a huge fan of. And as a solo player, while I appreciate the ability to discover clues at connecting locations, that assumes I have been to the location to reveal it in the first place. And I don't find that I do that all that often playing in solo. Gotcha. So if you're playing in multiplayer and you've got somebody sort of scouting ahead and opening up the paths, this guy feels pretty good. I feel like this guy is, uh, this, you know, William Webb is an ally for a multiplayer deck that I just either haven't played or probably will never play. And so I have a really tough time getting excited about him i can see why he's good but i think as a solo player i would opt for other allies before this guy just because of that the whole awkwardness of discovering the clue and the fact that if i want the item back i've got to give up the clue that i'm discovering which is it's true oh i totally i i totally shouldn't have said the whole thing about lantern that, that doesn't work i'm sorry nate well, you can do it with the upgraded version. Oh, there you go. Okay, there we go. We'll just have to we'll just have to save my save my discussion for the upgrade version. Yeah, you can't oh, yeah. you can't do the the whole I discard an item to boost my skill test, get the item back thing because yeah, you're not discovering a clue and getting your card back. So why oh, are you yeah, committing true. the card in the first place? Sort of deal. You can do it with the upgraded version for sure. Okay, so I see what you're I see what you're saying about solo, and that makes a lot of sense because. Especially in solo, you don't have a lot of time to do things that are not discover clues, kill the bad guys that are preventing you from discovering clues. 
you don't have a lot of time to just mess around. So I can see the fact that you give up the clue discovery, that's that's kind of a big deal in solo, and that I I understand. Yeah, but and it is it and it's assuming that you're you're sort of just wandering around the map, sort of aimlessly revealing locations and then moving on before you have discovered the clues there. Now I can see this guy being good say if you're playing things like the midnight masks where you were often compelled to move before you're ready that can be very helpful to be to say like okay there's miskatonic university i've revealed it oh no there's an enemy bearing down on me i need to move away you move to saint mary's or up to is it north side and then you still have this guy in your back pocket so you can grab that victory point from Miskatonic University and and move on. That's that's pretty nice. But in yeah, other but... scenarios where that are more linear, where you're sort of moving ahead, I think the you know typical example would be something like Essex County Express, where you can't move ahead until the clues are gone. This guy is not very good. I have a good feeling that Edge of the Earth is going to have a few treacheries like that, where you're going to want to not stick around. Spoilers. It does. <laughs> so how would we uh, rate professor william webb i like this card quite a bit but i do understand where you're coming from man from lang you know it is kind of awkward in solo but in two player and above that ability becomes a lot more useful to be able to discover clues at connecting locations you know the the guardian can move in you kind of stay back you grab the clues stay at a safe distance while the guardian fends off whatever is at that location which can be nice i'm gonna give it a zero i think it's solid yeah i'd agree yeah for all the for a lot of the reasons you said just the fact that you can like save yourself some move actions and you can arrange to effectively give yourself two or more uh, bonus intellect which is above what doc like a basic dr milan gives you if you happen to have some items that you want to like bring back off the top of my head like maybe some like survivor guns with ammo for example the, the never or like your baseball bat the, the never no we're not talking we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> oh that's disgusting i didn't even think about that Shh. <laughs> baseball bat okay <laughs> yeah bring that baseball bat or bring back the necronomicon what a compelling choice let's let's let's, let's weigh those it's just like hmm which which one of these cards is should i be bringing back I have this fine. Bat. I have this fine magnifying glass in my in my discard pile. I also have this other book. What it, what is nice about this too is that like say say you're playing scavenging right, and and you happen to not succeed by two, but you still need that item in your discard pile. Like that's pretty oh, nice. Oh, that's right. Or, or you can double scavenge. <laughs> yeah, or you could double scavenge, or you could play something like deduction on your location, so you grab yeah. the clue anyway and the item. Yeah. Or you're playing Rex Murphy, and you succeed by two oh, or yeah. more. You get the item, you get his ability, then you could discover a clue at a connecting location, and woo, man, that sounds cool. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, this is, this guy's fun, but I'm still giving him a zero. I really should. I should give him a plus one, but I'll give him a zero. Yeah, before because we before, you have to give up the clue discovery. Yeah. Before we started recording, you guys talked a lot about how the cards, the the secret survivor cards, are um, work very well in Min, and uh, Min is a an investigator that I rarely play simply because she is 
better suited to multiplayer than than solo. You can play her solo, but her abilities and cards really lend themselves to multiplayer. And so I will give this guy a zero as well. I can see how he would be how he would be good in in a multiplayer format. But man, I don't know how often I play this guy. Maybe I give him a try, see how he works yeah. out. But yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of experience with scavenging decks and stuff like that. And and what what are you talking about? You were just talking about William Yorick. Using William Yorick's ability is he is a scavenging he deck. A, yes, he is a scavenging deck for sure. Yeah, grabbing the Necronomicon is fun though. <laughs> Secrets, you know, b because when the Necronomicon was released, we didn't have a card like this. So if you were playing Harvey Walters, he had to use tricks like sleight of hand or, or purchase, um, use versatile to purchase scavenging so he could get it back. And now he doesn't have to do that. Now, just to be clear, you're talking about Daisy Walker's weakness, the Necronomicon, right? <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. Good. Just checking. Just checking. That brings us to the upgrade for Professor William Webb. This is his uh, cost two experience points, same cost, three resources, has an intellect and wild skill icon, ally and miskatonic trait, uses three secrets as a response when you successfully investigate, exhaust Professor William Webb and spend one secret, choose an item card in your discard pile and add it to your hand. Instead of discovering a clue at your location, you may discover a clue at a connecting location he has one health and three sanity, takes up an ally slot. So this one removes the instead of discovering a clue clause. So now you get the item and the clue, and the clue can come from some other place, which is uh, awfully nice. This one uh, fixes uh, the issues I have. We should mention as well, he is Miskatonic traded, so there's another ally for the whole Miskatonic archaeology funding deck, which I've sort of haven't played yet i looked at it and sort of tried to build one and there aren't a ton of miskatonic allies yet but uh you know with each set we're getting more and more so that might be an option as well what do you guys think all the things we said about the level zero version apply to this one and then then yeah. some so i yeah, like you, this card quite. you don't get you don't give up because you don't give up the clue in order to trigger the scavenging ability then it's like you have no loss of progress this this guy's really good because you there's no like cost in like once you have him down like you you get your extra effect on top of getting the clue as opposed to like you have to like put him down and then lose the clue in order to get the scavenging effect. This guy's this guy's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it, if if you squint real hard, he says after <laughs> you after you successfully investigate, draw a card and you may discover a clue at a connecting location. Woo. Yeah. Effectively, yeah, sweet. It's pretty good. I like this guy, and he's limited, so he's not like completely crazy. Like you, he does have a limited number of uses, unlike um, scavenging level two, mm -hmm. or yeah. So it's pretty good. I like this guy. Yeah, and there are plenty of ways to add more secrets to him if, if yeah. you really like this effect. But I find that a lot of the time, the number of secrets you get is usually enough to see you through. But it is nice to have that uh, that option. How would we uh, rate this guy? I'm gonna give him a plus one. I think it's really good. I think it's like yeah. very subtly powerful. I think. Yeah, I'd agree. Plus one seems about right because once you, if you've got this guy, um, the upgraded version that is, you don't have to lose a clue effectively in order to get the scavenging effect. And then that's when you can really get things rolling. You get your whole like 
commit the lantern, succeed by zero, get the lantern back, you know, engine that we were discussing, you know, so I, I, I'd say plus one because this is when things start really clicking. I'm going to give him a plus one as well. I think uh, solves pretty much all the issues I had with the level zero version. I'm actually now kind of curious to play this guy in Rex Murphy and see uh, and uh, see, there was see how it works. a deck I once made for friend of the show jp northern lights over arkham he was doing like a janky um he was doing like a, a janky solo deck tournament and i submitted to him a rex murphy deck that would use in the know and seeking answers and track shoes to kind of reveal lots of locations and then combine his ability with like in the know to like do exactly what you're talking about and uh he said he had a lot of fun with it so give it a try that brings us to Ice Pick. It is a one-cost asset that costs one experience point. It has a combat skill icon, the item, tool, and melee traits. It's fast and has a free-triggered ability. During a skill test while fighting or investigating an exhaust Ice Pick, you get plus one skill value for this test, and it takes up a hand slot. Obviously, uh, fast cards are very good. It's kind of like a knife and a magnifying glass rolled into one depending on what you need you get the plus one skill value for the test but barring tricks like ash can pete you get it once per turn what do you guys think i quite like this card fighting and investigating are the two main skills that you really want to boost on and getting that once per turn is pretty good i mean taking up the hand slot kind of sucks you know there are certainly cards that might have more of an impact but you know this is just one of those cards that's really consistent it's cheap it's fast and if you need to get rid of it it's not going to feel like the end of the world but you know plus one to pretty much a skill turn or a skill every single turn is pretty good yeah for the cost like this isn't yeah this isn't bad at all one thing i really like about this ice pick is that combat boosts are kind of hard to come by and they're kind of expensive. Easy example, beat cop level zero. It costs four to get out there. He takes up your ally slot. And then he goes away after he uses ability. So that's kind of expensive compared to cost one and fast. So like I think that right there is pretty is pretty worth it on its own. Especially for like a survivor who gets like Jessica Hyde and Ice Pick and that's about it. When it comes mm -hmm. to combat boosts, yeah. So now we're now we're talking about someone like um, like it could work for someone like Daniela if she's using like a uh, she's using like a one-handed weapon, and she can have an ice pick in her other hand just to boost her combat up a little more. Another yeah. thing worth mentioning too is that it's to the action. So you could be say you play like Mind Over Matter, and now this is still giving you a boost to your now base intellect for for evading or fighting which is pretty cool. You know, kind of the same thing with the Investigate. Say you're, like, playing, I don't know, there's, there's a card that uses your agility, right? I don't know. You know, something along those lines, right? Where you're using and you're replacing one skill for another, and it, it's oh, usually going to be, like, intellect for fighting or agility for fighting or something along those lines. Right and, of Seeking. Or right of Seeking. You know, something along those lines, right? And this still gives you a buff regardless of what stat you're using, which is pretty mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, I like cards like this for for those scenarios like where Doom awaits, where it has an investigate action that you had to take, and you can't use your investigate actions on your assets to do it. 
this one gives you a way of giving yourself a bonus without having to rely on those assets, which I think is, is pretty nice. I do like the level three version of this card more than I like this one. I have played this, not this one, the level three version, and I did find it a little bit awkward in solo simply because you only have the two hand slots and in solo you tend to want to fight and investigate and I felt like I had to pick one or the other and got kind of awkward. That might have just been my preliminary testing though. I'm, you know, with a little bit more forethought and how I was building the deck, I, I think you could probably figure out a way that you're not in that awkward awkward spot but uh, magnifying glass has been a, a staple of the card pool for forever and this one basically lets you do the exact same thing except you also get to fight as well which is pretty sweet it might lose a little bit of stock in multiplayer just because you might be taking multiple fights or multiple investigates in a single turn but you know in solo this is sweet because you're generally taking one investigate or one fight action trying to clear an enemy off the board or something like that and that's going to be pretty much uh just a magnifying glass with upside like you were saying man from lang yeah if um if you're playing multiplayer and you're the primary seeker of the group that kind of implies that you're going to want to be taking multiple investigate actions and zero fight actions on an ideal turn so i'd play magnifying glass over this in that situation although the fact that it provides a combat boost once a turn, because combat boosts are so expensive, that's still worth it. If you're even if you're like a primary fighter and you happen to have the hand slot, then that's still pretty good. I should mention this is another one of these cards that sort of lends itself to this mythical seeker deck that both fights and investigates, like Joe Diamond. We saw some of the cards in the Guardian Seeker pool, like Michael Lay and... Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it? On the track or... Oh, on, yeah. On the trail. On the trail. That sort of is like, here's your Seeker who's doing a bit of fighting and a bit of investigating, and this sort of fills in that that slot where it's just like, okay, I, I need to do a bit of both, so I've got my handy ice pick to help me do those things i still haven't sat down and built that deck or or seen it played so i don't know if it's legitimate or not but this this does lend itself to that how would we uh, rate this one for me it's between a zero and a plus one edging towards a plus one especially in solo uh, in multiplayer it's more towards a zero so i guess multiplayer zero solo plus one <laughs> I, I you have one slot, Nate. Ah, there is one it. one token slot on the on the. <laughs> unless you want to rework all of the overlays to create two token slots, and we want to give double ratings now for. <laughs> no, it's not for every card. That. Here's its oh, solo geez. rating, I our, and here's I its. I bet our commenters, I bet our viewers would love that, where we go through every single like iteration. You know, that's right. Is it good in standalone? Is it good in campaign mode? Is it? Oh, we God. we need four ratings, one for each of the player counts, plus standalone, plus campaign. Yeah, plus no, campaign. No, no, no. So five five or six ratings per card. All right, all right, all right. I'll I'll land on a zero because it's fine, but the effect is it's eh. Kind of like magnifying glass. It'll serve its role, but it's kind of eh. I'm going to give it a 
Oh, uh, now I want to give it a zero and a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's okay. not a bad card, but it's no, like it's not. not it's not the greatest either. Yeah. I want to lean towards plus one because of the combat boost alone in Survivor. Because combat boosts are expensive. But like every other occasion, it's a zero. Okay, it's a zero. I'm giving it a zero. Why? Because Jessica Hyde exists. So you can always do Jessica Hyde. <laughs> so I'll give it a zero. I am also going to give it a zero, but for a different reason. Because I like the 3 XP version better. And I think I would probably, given the choice between buying this and the 3 XP version, I will go for the 3 XP version. Zeros across the board, although there is quite a bit of leeway on this one. <laughs> could be a zero, could be a plus one. I mean, these ratings are all subjective anyway, so play with it. You may be a play. You may find it's a plus one or a zero, depending. Or who knows? Maybe it's an elder sign in your deck. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna settle on zero, and uh, move on to ice pick level three. It is uh, one cost asset, three XP, intellect and combat skill icons, item tool and melee traits. It is also fast. During a skill test while fighting or investigating exhaust ice pick, you get plus one skill value for this test. If you succeed, you may discard the ice pick to have this attack deal plus one damage if you are fighting or discover one additional clue at your location if you are investigating. I uh, was playing this in my William York deck, and uh, man, oh man, William it was uh, fun to be able to discard this to pick up a clue and or deal plus one damage if necessary, and then uh, later pick it back up and, and put it back into play to do it all over again. This card has to be, like, Scavenging's best friend. Holy bananas. This card is amazing. Yeah. If you can if you can bring it back. If you can um, recur it, yes. Oh, my yeah. God. This is, like, the most amazing card to recur because you gain a resource every single turn, so you're going to you're gonna be able to play it. It's fast. It's perception. Or it's not. Uh, it's deduction and vicious blow on a stick. Like, holy jeebus. Yeah, if you're not recur if you're not you know using recursion to play it over and over it's effectively either a vicious blow or a uh, deduction i guess slightly better because you don't have to spend it until you've succeeded at the test that being said it also takes a hand slot so i'd say like it's okay to pretty good in survivor because survivor doesn't have access to vicious blow but if you're if you're using like particularly scavenging to get it back over and over then that's like pretty crazy I wish Bob Jenkins could take this. Me too. I wish he, yeah, I wish he could. Because this would like give him something to do. Hand out ice picks. Yes, this isn't bad. Also, um, being able to dial up a da an extra damage when you need it. That's that's pretty good, too. Because that's the one where it's like, okay, I just made the hit. And, oh, man, I need two damage. Or I need three damage, not two. Okay, let me discard this card to, <laughs> you know, get it over. Yeah, so this thing's really good. Yeah, I quite liked it when I was playing Yorick and I was throwing my knives around and being able to to dial up that knife damage from a two to a three if you're throwing the knife was was nice and then being able to get this thing back and do all those sorts of tricks is is a lot of fun and the ability to grab an additional clue is nothing to to sneeze at either it's mm -hmm. uh, both of those effects are pretty pretty damn good how would we uh, rate this one I'm going to give it an elder sign. Personally, I think this card is like archetype defining. You know, if you're playing <laughs> if you're playing like the recursion dot deck, this is 
the prime target to be recurring. Yeah, I agree. I think in a general sense, I'm going to give it a plus one, though. It's nice to be able to, uh, like, without without scavenger, without recursion, it's nice to be able to, especially the damage bit, to be able to discard something to that discard something that cost you one and didn't cost you any actions to kind of nudge your damage over is that is quite good. And then also being able to discover, say, two clues. No, not just two, but like you could nudge this to like three clues if you need it. That's also quite good. I think that's worth a plus one. I'm not gonna, get, but uh, I think it's when you get into scavenging, it goes crazy. But I think like in itself, I think it's a plus one. I'm gonna give it as a plus one as well. I uh, I did enjoy playing this card, and I I think both of the abilities on it are uh, are very very good. Not sure I can go as high as a, an elder sign again. We only have one token slot on the overlay, so. Just can't give it more than one token, but uh, we've we've outgrown we've outgrown our boundaries. <laughs> we just gotta make hybrid tokens. That's right. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe we'll just keep changing the overlays when we as we do these reviews. It's just like we just keep adding tokens to the list. You know, we have uh, we need to think of a way of working the frostbite token into our reviews. It's just like this card just leaves me cold. I give it a frostbite <laughs> token. We're gonna have to have like a three by five grid. Oh, <laughs> we'll just like put an Excel spreadsheet on the. On there the you go. At that point. Just, the whole video is an Excel spreadsheet. That's just <laughs> filling in all the boxes. But uh, yeah, again, here's you know the ice pick is another you know the ice the the level one version was would work in this this uh, fighting fighting investigating seeker deck and here's another one that sort of you can get a little bit of both if you want i think the tool trade is relevant for for joe diamond is it not he gets benefits it with is. tools yeah um, or he gets extra yeah. hand slots with tools yes it's so true. this seems uh, like they're trying to turn joe into the you know the fighting <laughs> investigating yeah, sort Joe of has gotten a lot of support. Flex actually, investigator, so yeah. maybe there's uh, something there I, worth exploring. I wonder if this is more Mike McGlenn preview. I like that overall. You know, these the two cards that the Seekers survivors get not only are really good on their own, but they're really good together too. Which oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mwah, that is uh, <laughs> the piece de resistance. If uh, if my French serves me well, man, that is, ah, uh, so good. All right, because you can use them with William Webb to like, you can use the ice pick to, with William Webb to discover two clues at a connecting location, and then you get mm. the ice pick back. Like, oh yeah, that does work well, really so, well together. Well, yeah. you get you'd get a clue at a connecting location and a clue at your location from the ice pick. Oh, okay, okay. So you're still getting oh, two clues. Right. Yeah, at your location, and then you know to and expand then you just our get the three ice pick back up. And then to expand our three by five grid, if you're playing Rex Murphy, you can get a third clue. If you're mm. playing like deduction, mm. you can get a fourth clue. Yeah. And if, if this was all off of a seeking answers uh play, you can get a fifth clue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bananas. They're just absolute bananas. These cards are really good. <laughs> I would support your Mike McGlenn theory, but I think we all know he's gonna be a rogue, so I know, he, but he won't be able to play this. But maybe, maybe he gets all melee weapons. Who knows? Maybe he does. Who knows? Well, it might make sense. 
telling Although you, Mike he McGlad, seems more like a gun guy to me, so I don't know. Maybe he'll, just he'll well, get all the firearms. Yeah, this doesn't have the weapon trait, so he wouldn't get it if it's uh, if he's all weapons. But that is uh, that is for a future investigator uh, expansion. That's going to do it for our look at the Seeker and Survivor cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. If you agree or disagree, let us know in the comments down below. We, uh, we read them, and uh, I try to respond to as, uh, as many as I can, and uh, we always value your input. Any final thoughts on uh, these cards? They work pretty well together, like you said. Yeah, I think these Nate are... hits on the head. Yeah. yeah, these are slam dunks. Absolute slam dunks for me. I mean, I just, I love recursion decks. It's always just been a thing that I've enjoyed in card games. So when you give me recursion in this game, mm, mm. <laughs> I see. <laughs> no, these, these are good. They work, they work really well together. Um, and that's nice. That's nice to see. Well done. I think in talking about them, um, initially I was pretty cool to, to Professor William Webb, but, uh, I have been enlightened and, uh, I may go sit down and, uh, Build a couple decks and see what uh, what comes out, and uh, and take them for a spin and see uh, see how it goes. Uh, like I said, don't play very much Min all that often. I did play her way back when she was released in Paths of Carcosa, but uh, yeah, she's definitely uh, much better in multiplayer than solo. So it might Some... be worth trying in solo actually, because she can use her ability on herself, and that's. Mm -hmm. An additional plus one to any test. So maybe give it a try. Yeah. Oh, I, I have played her in solo, and I have won with her. So, I mean, I think you can play just about any investigator at this point in solo if you've got access to the whole card pool. I wouldn't recommend it if your card pool is, is still growing, but uh, I think any of them can be can be good. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.